0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Just Browsing, Matthew, along with Zach today. And we're gonna bring you an NBA episode. Kind of I wouldn't say it's focused around the new in season tournament, but I think that's gonna be the main point of discussion. Is it something new in a league that's been here for what, seventy six years, seventy-seven years as far as the NBA? Well that sounds right. I don't know. There's the ABA, NBA, you know. It's been here for a while. A while. A while. Um and yeah, you know, it's it's kind of a new interesting thing that they put out this year and it's kind of uh
1: So, do you have a good understanding of how it works? Like could you explain it to the listeners or do cuz I have it pulled up here and I I had to like I was on nba.com and I was reading through yeah, so I how have it worked. And it took me a little bit to be like, okay, what are they doing here? And, like, what's the incentive and how does this work? So just give, like, a quick rundown for the so listeners so they know what we're talking about.
0: It's it's a tournament. So they're going to play um, – they were split up into six groups, three east, three west. Um, you're going to play four play-in games, I guess you could say. Uh, there's five teams per group. Mm-hmm. So you get two home games, two away games. I, this is where I'm like, I haven't seen anything, and I'm sure I maybe just overread it. Um, I'm assuming that these are still regular season games as well, but they're noted as the play-in tournament. So like the Nuggets, yeah. they played the Mavericks. hmm and it's like, well, that counted towards their normal record, but then it also made them one to know in the, or not the play-in tournament, but the in-season tournament yeah, um, standing. So I think it counts towards, it's a regular season game, but they're mm-hmm. using it as, they're not adding in four additional games. Right. They're just designating four games as these in-season tournament. Yeah.
1: Um, the way, to that point, the way that I read it is the, like, round robin if you will or like right, the, the group play the group play i think is what they're calling it it they're treating it the same as they would a regular season game it still counts towards right. a reg- regular season win loss the only thing that doesn't i think is the once you get in the bracket play. in the bracket play yeah right. so like the the like semifinal and championship rounds like those don't actually count towards the regular season right but it counts, obviously, if you're winning those, and you end up winning the in-season tournament,
0: right? So, so what I so all of these are like
1: they're they are regular season games, they count towards regular season standings, but at the same time in group play, it counts count towards, you towards your standings right. towards this tournament, thing. right? Or I guess technically you're already in the tournament, but like right. So it's so kind of it's
0: kind of interesting, but only it's eight kind of teams. So there's six groups. The winner of each group goes on, and then there's going to be two wild cards. So it's yeah. going to just be an eight team. You know, you're automatically in the semifinal if you want to, you know, put it that way. It was going to be four and four on each side. And I'm assuming it's just a one game win and you move on, lose and you're out. And there's an incentivized package, and now they added in incentives for coaches because people were like, how are we going to get players to buy into this if there's no, like, yeah, yeah you know you're adding what it could be an additional three games to your season which let's be real it's not that you play 82 three more (laughs) is not gonna fucking hurt you and so it's like well how do you incentivize a tournament like this in the middle of a season that people complain is too long and i'm like well obviously you incentivize money but then i've heard there's been people that are like well how do you feel about this and they're like well I think if you really want the players to buy in, if you win the tournament, you get an automatic playoff bid. Even if you're the worst mm. team in your conference, you get an automatic playoff bid. That would
1: shake things up. That would be pretty crazy. Because so, you could end up with a, potentially a team that finishes the regular season with a horrible record, would not normally make the playoffs, right. who now is just in there in round one.
0: Or like, because we have you know one through six make the playoffs, and then there's the four teams that fight in the, the play-in tournament – what if you have you're the ninth place team, but you're like, well, we won the in season tournament. and It automatically bumps you up to sixth, right? And then sixth gets bumped down to seventh, and now they have to play in the play in tournament. Yeah. So it's like I'm like, well, that would be a lot more incentivizing for you to try harder and try to win because what if you do have a bad season or you're plagued by injuries, but you have this playoff spot secured in mid season yeah. already? I'm like,
1: so. One thing that I think is kind of important to point out to the listeners and and people who don't follow the NBA nearly as closely and really just even people like me who follow it decently but like didn't really understand what this new change was with this in-season tournament. So the past few years, there's been a few different changes that it's it's mainly driven by Commissioner Adam Silver, I think. Um, They made some changes to the All-Star game. There was this thing. I don't know how long. Do you know how many years the playoff like the play in tournament to get into the playoffs has been around? It's not It's been, been going
0: a, a couple years. Like a couple, but not a long time yet. Yeah. I, I would say maybe five ish, maybe. Yeah,
1: yeah. So there's those two and then the the most recent one is this in season tournament that they're doing that this year is the inaugural season for that. And I think – so when I was looking up the other night when you wanted to propose this to do as an episode topic, I was like, okay, let me look this up, figure out what this is about, how this works. And I was I was kind of – as I read through it, I'm like, okay, now I understand how it works, but I guess I don't really understand – So 2021,
0: the, sorry. That's when the play-in that's tournament the started.
1: playoff play-in tournament. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, yeah, so really only a couple of seasons, really. Um, I, I was like, what is the rationale for this? That's what I was trying to figure out. I was, I was like, okay – I get how it works, but like, why are we doing it? And so I, I watched this clip from just a couple days ago on First Take. I don't really watch a ton of First Take or Get Up anymore, but Stephen A. was on there with someone, and then they brought in uh, Brian Windhorst, that guy, the NBA analyst, who's like, he's basically like made a whole career out of being a le- expert on LeBron. Right. I, I don't know how he managed to do that, but good for him. Um, but they were kind of talking about. In listening to Stephen A. and Brian Windhorst have their conversation, I was like, okay, I see now where the motivation for this comes from. And basically what they were explaining was the NBA, it's almost an acknowledgement of a problem that I think you and I and a lot of NBA fans have been aware of for a long time, and it's that... The NBA regular season is too damn long, and no one gives a shit about it for most of the stretch unless you're just a diehard basketball fan and love watching NBA basketball. This regular season is just too long. There's too many games. You don't really care until it gets close to the playoffs or even in the playoffs for most people. That's how I am, at least.
0: Oh, yeah. So I have basketball on just because half the time it's the only sport on.
1: Yeah, it's just like to have something on in the background. You're not paying that much attention, whatever. So I think what this is is an acknowledgement by the NBA that – Listen, during this stretch of the NBA season where college football and NFL football is dominating the sports landscape and the sports schedule for the average sports viewer. What can we do to make the to make our regular season more interesting as the NBA? Okay, let's let's institute this in-season tournament and incentivize the players financially and then there's going to be Um, I think they talked about even there's like a championship awarded to the winner of the in-season tournament. They're going to hand out an MVP for like the best player throughout the, yeah, like the best tournament team, the best player throughout the tournament. So almost like its own mini playoffs happening inside the regular season. So the idea is, and it remains to be seen whether or not this is going to work. The idea is, okay, with these incentives for the teams and the players, they're going to Play harder and make these regular season games look and feel more like a playoff basketball atmosphere than they would on any other just random regular season night, therefore making the games more interesting, therefore drawing more viewership. Right. That's the idea. And you're
0: adding more games to the NBA slate, yes. which means yes. you're bringing
1: more money in because you're and they're probably doing be on it on TNT. They're doing it on. That if you look and it probably says it in that article you have pulled up right there, but they're the nights that they're playing these in season tournament regular season games are specifically des- designated to be on like non NFL days, right? So you're, you're not going to have one on a Monday night because Monday night football. You're not going to have one right. on Sundays. It's gonna obviously. Be Tuesday, no Wednesday, Thursday. Friday. Yeah. So they're specifically slating themselves into the sports schedule to be like, hey, we're not even going to try and compete with the NFL. We want to draw. And and maybe, you know, not only for NBA fans who are already interested in the NBA, who are already watching, who just want to watch better, more exciting right. basketball during the regular season, but also just the average sports fan who's like, hey, it's not Monday night, it's not Sunday night, it's not Thursday night, I want to watch some sports, I'm usually watching football. Oh, hey, look, there's this, you know, regular season game going on between the Knicks and the Spurs, but it's, a, it's an in-season tournament game, right. so maybe it's a little more exciting, you know, like maybe the players are trying a little harder. Now... The big caveat to this is obviously, like I said, are we going to get that buy-in from the player? Are they going to care, I guess, is is the question that remains to be answered at this point.
0: And that's, I mean, no one's going to be able to know that until you talk to the players. Um, that's where I think solidifying a playoff spot would be a lot more... I like that idea, um, a lot, honestly. I think the players would be like, well, fuck yeah, we're going to like that means we're a fringe team already. How many, but if we ball out and we win, right.
1: How many? How many of these games in the plan in, in the in season tournament would you have to win if you won the tournament to get that guaranteed playoff spot? If it was a situation like you were describing, how many games is it total? Um, Not that many. I would right? say you
0: probably have to go three and one in your playing games. Okay, so and four then games. you've got to win round one. You would have to win six games. I would say
1: six games. So if you're a team who's normally bottom of the barrel in the east right. or west conference you're like hey guys we can fucking win five out of six games or we can win six games right over the course of our 82 game regular season if we do that and we get a playoff berth anything can happen once you make i mean we all know anyone hey, who watches once sports you, make, knows, the playoffs, once you make the playoffs matter. anything can fucking right. happen like you could knock off the number one seed and, and just start rolling but because that's not on the table, I wonder. And I was looking at, you know, you can look up what the exact dollar figures are for some of the prizes and stuff.
0: It's not very big.
1: It's not that big. You know, like not I saw Not for
0: some of these guys that are making like that's $58 what I was million dollars a year. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, I'm it's like, nothing to that. To a Steph
1: Curry. Is a $500,000 prize for being the MVP on the team that wins the in-season tournament, does that mean anything to him? No. I don't think it does. They'll
0: probably donate it to charity and use it as a tax write-off. Yeah, like, like
1: that guy makes fucking $250 million over the course of his contract. Right. Five hundred dollars to him is it's like, nothing. Like, right.
0: so That's less than know. a game. Right. Like, That's I, less than a game check for him.
1: I read that, and I'm like, I don't know if you're going to get – here's what I think, and this is what Brian Windhorst and Stephen A. Smith pointed out. Here's what I think you're going to run into is the teams that are regular perennial playoff contenders and have played in playoff and or championship runs in recent years and know what it takes to get through the marathon that is the NBA regular season and make a deep playoff push, and the, the star players of the league who make shit tons of money like your Steph Currys, your LeBrons, your ADs, whoever, James Harden, it's going to be harder to get those players and those teams to buy in than it is rookie guys or teams that are playing, like people who play on teams that aren't usually making deep playoff pushes and don't know what right. it's like to make those championship runs. Because it means a little bit more to them than like Steph Curry and Clay Thompson on the Warriors. They're like, fucking, we've played in how many NBA finals over the past we've 10 won, years? How and many we've NBA won, finals? You know, four of them. Like, well, what do we give a shit about and you, the NCAA? You have to tournament? think,
0: too, of. We're in this – and I know Silver's trying to fight it, but we're in this stage in the NBA where they have rest games. And it's like uh-huh. – like, you know, and I, I think I've mentioned it multiple times on the podcast, but it's like I was reading this thing and this guy goes, I spent like $1,400 to take my kids to a Celtics-Lakers game so they could see LeBron James play. And he goes, three of their five starters sat as a rest day <laughs> – all of my hard-earned money, and they just sit. And there was no knowledge of them sitting Beforehand, three weeks yeah. before when I bought the tickets, and we set up all these travel plans, and we get there, and I have to watch a Lakers B team right. play a Celtics team. That's bullshit. And then the Celtics get up so much that it's like the third and fourth quarter, I rarely get to see their star players play. Yeah. Instead of seeing all these – and I'm like, well, yeah, I agree. Like, it's If they're not fully injured and they're not on an injury report – this whole idea of arresting people are going to be like, oh, well, they need the rest too. They play a lot of games. They get paid $50 million a fucking day to play this game. They know what it fucking takes. Right. There's no fucking excuse. If I call out of work, I get fucking what? Most people get three sick days a year. Mm-hmm. That fourth fucking sick day, your boss is going to be like, well, now you're losing your vacation time. Right. Or they're going to be like, well, I don't give a fuck how you feel. Get your ass in the fucking office and let's go. And it's like they just I don't know. I, I'm most professional athletes think they're above everyone else, and it's just because they have money.
1: Well, and I think that's a very valid point because that right there, that example that you just gave of the the dad trying to take his kids to go see specific players on a specific team only to show up and find out they're fucking resting and it's the B team playing. That right there is why Adam Silver is trying to institute this in season tournament. Because you have these situations where, like I said, even NBA fans who are clued into the NBA and follow the NBA very closely throughout the season are losing interest in the NBA oh, regular yeah. season. And and this has been like this. This is not a brand new problem. This has been like this for a long time. I've been saying for years the NBA season is way too fucking long. It's Fr- Frankly, so is the Major League Baseball regular season, and frankly, so is NFL football. But NFL football is more exciting because you get one game every seven days rather than baseball and basketball. They're playing a game every fucking day. Sometimes in baseball they're playing two. I I
0: wouldn't even say the NFL season's too long. I mean, I get the players are like, hey, this is a lot on our bodies. And I'm like, yeah, it is. You know, Football is a very violent sport. And I do agree with them. But how many fucking days are they – oh, hey, look, even ESPN has something over. But how many fucking games has Tom Brady set out for rest? Right in the middle of a fucking season,
1: yeah. The only time those no, NFL none. guys miss games is when they're truly injured. Like they, hey, they're not just like, oh, I don't, I, I need to rest my fucking... Remember
0: when the Patriots were fifteen and zero going into the sixteenth game of their season, and they were like, we're gonna rest all of our starters because I don't. They went sixteen and zero, and yeah. then they lost to fucking Eli Manning in the Super Bowl. <laughs> it was a great day for everyone, but they went sixteen and zero. Yeah, they if if, if they were if you're injured in football. We understand why you can't play. Yeah. Because football is violent and very physical. Bro, you look at the NBA now, and I'm like, that was a foul. And the refs are like, oh my God, it should have been a flagrant nine, and they should have been suspended. And I'm like, (laughs) what the fuck? Like, yeah. This is what, like, that whole argument, and I know we talked about it, of how the NBA, like, today's NBA players couldn't play with the players in the 90s. And I'm like, well. I agree to an extent because these players flop and complain for the call. In the 90s, they would get hammered to the floor and it would be a fast break going the other way yeah. while they're complaining. And it's like, well, you might be able to learn and play with the physicality, obviously, but the way you play now compared to a prime 90s team, that 90s team will just ragdoll you, especially if we're playing in a 90s era with those referees, right. Where they're just that letting, 90s letting team is go. just going to yeah. ragdoll you. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're just going to beat – like, you have Ron Artest fighting 80 people on the floor one day, and they're like, yeah, it's a week suspension. And then he comes back and does the same shit, and they're like, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, like, but I think
1: the the larger point here, which was what I was trying to make, is, like, I, I think some of the frustration and, – and that's why I said the key point to realize about the NBA even instituting something like this in-season tournament is really kind of crazy because it's the league acknowledging – that the fan base, not only the average NBA fan, but just the, the regular old sports fan who just m- might used to have some general interest in the NBA but doesn't follow it as closely as maybe something like the NFL, the, all of those sports and NBA fans are losing interest in the NBA, which is going to be detrimental to the league, which means they're going to lose revenue and all that. And this is the league acknowledging like, hey, we recognize there's a problem. And that's why over the last few years, we've been trying to make changes to the All-Star game. We instituted the playoffs. The All-Star game is just a in, joke. In-season or the playoff in-playoff tournament, the play-in tournament. Right. Now we're going to do this in-regular in season tournament. We're trying to do everything we can to make this game more exciting because, hey, fans, we've heard you when you're talking about the fucking, you know, the season is too long or there's too many rest days or, you know, when you have these... Um, stories about fans who were trying to take their family, had to spend $1,400 right. to fucking go to the game to find mm-hmm. out all the players they were going there to watch, you to watch Kyle are Kuchma. sitting down. And it's like, that's the frustrating part as a fan and as a normal consumer because it's like, hey, LeBron and AD and James Harden and whoever else it is who's sitting, who makes $80 million a year, you know the only reason you make eighty million dollars a year is because right. regular Joe schmoes like that pay fourteen hundred dollars to come see you fucking play. But like I, th- I think it so goes over their head. Show the fucking respect, right? That the people who are generating all of the money and the only reason your league exists is because of these fans. Those people who show up. Why don't you fucking lace them up that night and actually go out and play some basketball? That's what that's what they're there to watch.
0: Well. The whole AD situation, I mean, that dude is just useless. I mean, he's he, made of glass. He's, it's fucking he's, he's the biggest waste of talent in all <laughs> sports leagues combined, when, ever. When he's healthy, he's amazing. But how often is he healthy? Bro, if he ever plays an 82-game season, that'll be the year I'm like, this man is a legit basketball. If he plays 70 games, I, I got to look up. Has yeah. he even played Actually, 70 games? Dude,
1: he's literally like a – you know who I was looking at the other day is Zion and how many games Zion has played since he's been in the league. And I was like, I bet you if we looked at AD, his is not nearly as bad, but probably comparable in terms of like 20 games this season, 50 games this season. So
0: AD's most games played were 75. So, so he's still never seven, played... Seven under a full regular season. Yeah, he's
1: still never played a, com- a complete regular season.
0: He's he's only eclipsed 70 mm-hmm. games twice, and that was in 16, 17, 17, 18, both with the, the Pelicans. Seventy, Then those were the 75 games.
1: And this is his w- what season? Like, um, fucking 12th or 13th one, two, or something? 1, 2,
0: 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. 12th season.
1: This is his 12th season, and he's only played more than 70 games, what, twice you said?
0: Twice, yeah. That's of 82 fucking insane. Seasons.
1: That's insane. And he's out tonight. And I mean, look, granted, you can't control injuries, but like, for the love of God, man. Like, that guy is made of glass. But it, like I said, big waste of talent. He's always hurt. Literally always on the bench. Yeah. He's just... Uh, we actually like last year. I think it was last NBA season. We were hanging out. We were around Taya's family and her grandpa, <laughs> her papa said the funniest shit I have fucking heard anyone say in the longest time. We were we were watching a Lakers game. We were at the hotel or whatever, and he's just like. Oh, look, there he is, Street Clothes Davis. And I was like, it, I like kind of just brushed off the comment because I was watching the game. And then I turned to him I'm like, wait a second, what did you just say? <laughs> and he goes, oh, it's Street Clothes Davis. And I'm like, who are you talking about? He's like, Anthony Davis. And I was like, that's actually fucking hilarious. Yeah. I haven't heard anyone call him that. <laughs> but like, yeah, he's like, he's always in Street Clothes. He's over there on fucking Gets the fucking street all the paid a shitload time. of yeah. money and sits on the sideline. Just always sitting down. I swear to God, dude, he came back. I think it might have been last season. And I don't tune in that often, but I was tuning into some game kind of closer to the end of the regular season. And I'm like, you know, he had been out God knows how many times throughout the year. Because he, he's always out for these little stretches, right? He'll be out for two weeks here and then three weeks here. And then he's You're Like, out what for is a he out with?
0: They're like, well, he – when he was cutting his toenails, he like – Accidentally cut himself, <laughs> and my computer screaming at me. They're like, he accidentally cut his toenail, and, and his toe like, hurts a little but bit. But you so said he's... he was cutting his toenails, and like, yeah, but he cut his toenail too short. It's a little short, and
1: it stings, so, so he's, it, he's it hurts he's be a little out bit. For and I'd be like,
0: like what? And they're well, like,
1: yeah, he's out for a month. No I, I was fucking watching last year, and uh, he had just come back off of an injury, and I'm watching the game, and I'm like, watching him play, and I'm like, this guy is amazing when he's healthy and he's on the court. He's so talented. And Nelson's sure enough, like, he, <laughs> go, he goes up for a fucking rebound or something. It comes down and just his fucking ankle just buckles. And there he is rolling around on the ground. I'm like, look, there he goes.
0: He's out again. <laughs> like at what point, And this goes for anybody. Like, drink some fucking milk or something. Like, why are you so fragile? <laughs> Get this Jesus. boy some milk. <laughs> God, dude. But at what point are you like, bro, you're going to wear these heavy duty ankle braces. Literally. literally. And you're going to fucking spat your leg up. Like we're going to yeah. spat your fucking feet before you yeah. put them in your you're gonna shoe. You're going to look like a fucking NFL cornerback. Right. like, And then. I mean, if you have knee problems, you're gonna look like a fucking college lineman. <laughs> you're, where you're gonna, look gonna like an have fucking yeah. Don Joy knee braces yeah, on, yeah. and you're not gonna get hurt. And they're like, "Yeah, but they need to give him some
1: of that." What's the one that fucking Brett Favre's always doing commercials for? The um, Icy Hot, not Icy Hot, but it's those like sleeves you can put on your oh, elbow. The copper or, fit, copper fit, copper fit. Fucking Anthony Davis, he just walks out in fit, a full dude. copper fit suit, just, <laughs> just full got, yeah. sleeves, a body
0: <laughs> sleeve, like a neck guard, a headband. Yeah. All of it. Hit
1: up Brett Farr. He'll hook you up with some fucking. He, he goes Fit. to
0: shoot, and he's like, "Fuck, I hurt my finger." Everyone's like, "Dear oh, God." Does Copperfit have, does finger Fit sleeves? have gloves? <laughs> yeah.
1: Dude, but no, it's it's something that's, you know, it, when you hear those, um, what is the word I'm looking for when you hear like random one-off stories? There's a word for that, and I, I'm just fucking space anecdotal. When you hear those anecdotal stories of like a dad trying to take his kids to a fucking game. Dude, it's like that with I mean, really, and we've talked about this before, here in Colorado, the only professional sporting event that you can go to for a relatively affordable price is the Colorado Rockies.
0: And you and just that's, you're going to drink with your friends. It, and it's <laughs> just literally
1: you're just there for the vibe. And maybe everyone cheer. knows they suck and they play a million games and that's why the tickets are cheap. Right. Other than that, if you want to go to a Broncos game, if you want to go to a Nuggets game, whatever it might be, you're spending a pretty penny to go for those tickets. And, and you want to see a good product. Yes, and you want to see a good product. It's like I'm I'm spending however many hundreds of dollars per ticket. I don't want to show up and see half effort or right. or guys not playing just because they're resting. It's like this is
0: what you signed up for. You get paid right. $80 fucking million dollars a year to play this you're amount of games. You're a professional athlete. This is your job. You're like, a professional athlete. Yeah. You get paid millions to be an athlete and play a sport. Right. Like fucking do it. It's not that hard. <laughs> it's, I'm sorry. It's you, really not that you hard. You play a game for a living and you get paid handsomely if, for it. If someone was like, "Here's 25." Like, I have to say and this it goes, this isn't just an attack on the NBA, but like wide receivers, they're like, "Take me out." It's like you ran 40-yard route and you're tired. Again, you're a professional fucking this athlete. Is literally your job. Stay on the field. Now, I get it if you're downfield and they're trying to get a quick sub in and get a quick play going. Okay, I can see that a little bit, but like these guys are like, take me out. It's like, why? <laughs> you didn't even catch the ball. You didn't even get hit. You ran an 11-yard route and dropped the fucking ball, Jerry <laughs> Judy. What are you doing? That,
1: I think with the receivers, with that thing, 90% of that is just like they're just frustrated, and so they're just like, take me out. It's it's not even like oh, dude, a, I'm tired receivers thing. Receivers are like, the biggest divas. I'm fucking mad that I dropped the ball, so now just take me out. Or I'm
0: know. mad that my teammate's having a great game, and he's right, catching everything right. thrown to him, and I'm not getting the ball thrown to me. Or when I do, I don't catch the ball, and I'm freaking out, and I'm like...
1: Dude, you know what I just thought of? Here's a question for you, and this is not... James him. Harden is the this system. Is, this is not nba related but do you think we have any receivers in modern day football who are as big of divas as terrell owens or chad ochocinco um because those two guys when i think of fucking diva receivers who are like it is literally all about me and i could give a fuck about anyone else or if my team wins Throw me the ball every player. I'm going to fucking pitch a fit about it. Antonio I mean, Brown was up there. Antonio Brown was – Of course, but he's, dude, That dude's CTE. Yeah, I was going like, to say, I think Antonio Brown might have really severe CTE, and, yeah. and that's probably affecting his behavior. But
0: I, The thing is, right, with, with both – Odell to Beckham and, Jr., maybe? Yeah, I mean, not, he's, he's he's bad, but he's but But
1: not- he's kind of fallen out of the limelight a little bit just because his production's dropped. But I think when he was at, like, the height of his popularity and his – Talent. He was as annoying as any of those guys were.
0: I would say. I mean, you got to think like T.O. was that. I mean, he was a fucking baller. He was but, a baller. He was. A but baller, he was but. like, you, bet you get me the fucking football. Right. Like, it has to be in my hands. Same with Ojacinco. He was a fucking baller. Yep. So I would. I mean, the the issue is now is you've got like. So like, I love stefan Diggs. I think he's a great receiver. He came out in the offseason and goes, They need to give me the ball more. And that's why I drafted him in fantasy. I'm like, He's complaining. And if you take Stephon Diggs off of that Bills team, yikes. Yeah. That's a huge, huge huge fucking hole. For sure. You take A.J. Brown off the Eagles team, yeah, Devontae Smith, like they've got good receivers, but yikes. Mm -hmm. Every time I hear a big name receiver like A.J. Brown or Stephon Diggs and they're like, I'm not getting the ball enough, I'm like, if I'm doing weekly fantasy, that motherfucker's going in my lineup. Because the quarterback's going to be like, I don't want to fucking hear this anymore. Right. And they're just going to call 14, 15. Yeah, exactly. Here's 15 know, balls your way. Balls their yeah. way. Like, if you can back it up, and both A.J. Brown and Stefan Diggs are good enough to back it up, I'm like, okay, I don't really consider you necessarily like a diva. But like George Pickens, dude had the worst fucking non-touchdown catch ever. I would have scored a touchdown. Luna would have scored a touchdown. Probably peed on the couch, but she would have scored a touchdown. (laughs) But it's like he had six feet to get two feet inbounds, and he didn't. You're a professional. Again, this is your job. Yeah. And then you're pitching a hissy fit that you've dropped a ball or Pickett's throwing the ball over your head, and Deontay Johnson's having a good – that to me, I'm like, bro, why are you being a diva? Like you're not even that good. Mm -hmm. Like they could be better without you. It's not you're not an AJ Brown, you're not a Tyreek Hill, you're not a Stefan Diggs or a Justin Jefferson. You're not the guy. Like you're so, not that guy, pal. <laughs> you're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. You're not that guy, pal. But but that's where I'm like for me a diva would be like can they win without you and you're complaining about your production. All right. We could do without you. You're being a little bitch. Like, well, I, I
1: think that's one of those things that you know, throughout sports history, any of the like big, like vanity, it's all about me, diva guys. Regardless of how talented they are, there's one thing that anyone knows who's watched sports long enough. It's like you know, you being at the top of the fucking mountain only lasts so long. Right. So if you're acting like this. Well, they may be willing to put up with it now when you're scoring 35 points a game in basketball or you're fucking catching two touchdowns and you know 150 yards receiving every game for a whole season. They may be willing to put up with it now, but the minute you stop producing like that, what do you think the odds are that they're going to want to keep that kind of personality around in their locker room? Odell Beckham Jr. is a prime example of that. I mean, that guy, if you ask me, he was never – as talented as he acted
0: like he he was. He got blown up because he had a great catch against the Cowboys. And he he got fucking sent to start. He
1: became really good at making those flashy one-handed catches. And all of a sudden, everyone in the world was like, oh my God, Oda Beckham Jr. is the greatest receiver who's ever played football. When he wasn't, when everyone who watched knows that there's probably eight receivers you would take in the league, even at the height of his fucking talent, that are better than him. He's one of those guys that, like, you've seen in the last few years. His his production starts to drop, and he fucking just gets cut from teams. They're just right. like, we don't want to. Then, then he gets all pissed we don't off. We want then, this personality around. But, us. but then at the end of the season, he you're goes,
0: I want twenty million, and everybody's like, bro, yeah, you're good worth luck like that three, yeah. At most. At most. Yeah. Like, good and luck he, with And that, he goes, sir. some team's going to pay me 20. And then the New York Giants are like, we'll give you 20. And he's like, fuck, I'm not going back there. I'll take three somewhere. Well, who wants to give yeah. me three? And they're like, well, now it's down to two and a quarter. And he's right, like, right. motherfuckers, I'm worth five. And they're like, well, now it's down to one. Yeah. And he's like. <laughs> take it or leave it. <laughs> fuck, I'll do a one-year contract with you guys. Right, right. But it's like, I don't know, like the NBA is the same. There's players that it's like, like James Harden. What What have you accomplished in the league, James Harden? Did you uh
1: did you like that link that I, I don't know if you watched it, but I sent you uh clip there's
0: so many that get sent to me that I'm like
1: So the the one that I'm talking about is a clip from uh The Ringer their Instagram feed and it's from Bill Simmons it's a clip I didn't from say his the podcast the
0: movie and I'm like, that's a great fucking movie. That is a funny movie, but when the fuck did we get ice cream?
1: <laughs> um but Bill Simmons is like the NBA guy like that. He fucking I mean, he he's like the sports guy, but he loves the NBA and was like Mr. Student of the game and history and all this kind of stuff. He the video that I sent you guys was basically him shitting on James Harden and talking about like the recent trade and everything and just being like,
0: I don't fit a system. I am the system.
1: Yeah. And him just being like, let's go down the fucking list and see. He, he was he's basically if you watch the clip the points that he's making, Sparknotes' version, is just like, yes, is James Harden one of the most generationally talented NBA players that we've seen in the last 15, 20 years? Absolutely. What has he accomplished in the playoffs in that entire career span? Fuck all. Nothing. He's done nothing. Right. And he's, and he's been famously nowhere to be fucking found when his teams need him in the playoffs, too. So they're like he he's basically his whole point and he laid it out like a lot more eloquently with m- way more fucking stats to back it up than I just did but he was just like what are you getting when you get a guy like James Harden this
0: is what you're getting you're it's getting like, a selfish teammate that it's about him and yeah. that that press conference where he goes I just didn't fit their system he goes I'm not a system guy I am the system and I'm like okay bro I I would never want you around my fucking players at all I would be yeah. like As soon as I heard that, I'd be like...
1: Yeah, if you're an owner in the league, I hear that, and I'm like, "Mm, I don't want anything to do with that guy.
0: People are like, is this the new best big three in the West? And I go, oh, you mean when he played with Kyrie and KD with the Nets and didn't fucking nothing? nothing." When he played with Westbrook and KD down in OKC, and they were a really good team, but it wasn't because of him? Mm -hmm. Oh, he was with Embiid last year? He's with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, who could look at a piece of broken glass, and all of a sudden they're on the ground with another injury as well. Well, he like, also
1: uh, Bill Simmons made the point. He's like, and this is something that you'll hear, like like old old school NBA fans. Like my dad used to always bring up this. He's like, "There's only one ball, <laughs> right? There's only one ball. They're still if playing with five one shooters. Ball. Yeah. Like if you uh, at a certain mind, point,
0: mind, 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 yeah. Mind, at a certain mind, point, mind.
1: you have to realize." If you stack your fucking team with superstars, guys who are used to being on their own squads, scoring forty points a game, having the ball as much as they want, and now all of a sudden they have three or four other guys on the same fucking team who are just like them, there's still only one ball. Right. There's only so much game. There's minutes. only so many possessions. There's only so many possessions. Shots. How are you gonna fit all of this unless you're playing good? basketball. And honestly, that was the coolest fucking thing about seeing the Nuggets win the Bro, title the last year. Bro, the Nuggets are the best team. Like, yes, do we have
0: superstars? Absolutely. But look at the way that team plays basketball. Well, so with it's- the Nuggets, it's completely different too, though, right? We drafted Jokic. We drafted Murray. We drafted Michael Porter Jr. Okay. We brought in Aaron Gordon and KCP. But what did we draft? Okay, we drafted a point guard who was raw and young after one year at Kentucky, but now he's shown. Okay, this guy's an elite point he's guard fucking in the league. Baller. <laughs> we drafted Nikola Jokic in the second round because he's seven feet tall. Mm-hmm. All right, and this goofy ass motherfucker who yeah. likes horses, and now he's the best player in the NBA. <laughs> yeah. But what do they do so well? Those two run the best two man ball there is. Mm-hmm. Then you have Michael Porter Jr., who's a wing and a space, a floor shooter. Mm-hmm. He crashes the boards like crazy, though. But he'll spread the floor out for you. Same with KCP. KCP's great on defense, though. He knows his role. He's like, "Hey, if I have an open three, I'll take it. If not, I'm giving the ball back to Joker and letting him make a play." Then you have Aaron Gordon, who Joker's just like run towards the hoop. Oh, I'm just gonna fucking oop right. you every time. But right. he gets. They all get it. Aaron Gordon was the guy in with Orlando, mm-hmm. he was leg- like all star. He was the yeah. guy, and he goes, "I, you know, I'm 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 obviously paraphrasing and putting words out there." He goes, "I want to win though. Like I, I want to yeah. be more than just the guy. I want to be right. I want to be a part of something." He came here as a role player. He's still a $25 million a year man mm-hmm. and he's a great basketball player, but he's a fucking role player. But yeah,
1: his He's not the guy. His, yeah, his role on the team compared to what it was in Orlando is significantly Right. I would say he's than it was, yeah.
0: I would put him in um KCP at, like tied for fourth. Yeah. Right? You're going to go Jokic 1, Murray 1B, one MPJ two and then you got Gordon and KCP who when they move and they get mm-hmm. themselves open they become the the option but it's like but I think
1: that's what you were just about to say is like I think a guy like Aaron Gordon would fucking ten times out of ten take the position he's in now and win oh, yeah. titles then go Good. back to Orlando be the star and not ever the, the night make the, the
0: Nuggets won he walked down all through downtown walking home because he wanted to be with the fans fucking
1: shirtless <laughs> that, that's yeah.
0: someone who. Doesn't give a fuck about his own personal accolades. Mm-hmm. He's not sulking because he didn't win MVP or didn't put up 35 in a finals game. That's a dude that goes, I finally fucking won an NBA championship. Yeah. I don't care what I sacrifice for my own personal statistics-wise. Because like I, I look at MPJ and I'm like, this guy, he wants to shoot the ball. He wants to score. He wants to be you a know, 20-plus 20, 20 point per game kind of guy. But I'm like, you got to just... Realize who you play with, and the hmm. bench guys all understand what they came into, and they're all young, and it's like, it's a fun team to watch because you're not sitting there. Like everyone's like, "Oh, the Joker," and it's like, what makes the Joker great is he doesn't give a fuck. Because he he could care.
1: Probably the least amount of fucks of any player in the league. They're right?
0: like, <laughs> they're like, "Oh, you passed LeBron for triple doubles in seven eight hundred and six less games," and he goes, "Oh," <laughs> and it's like. Dude, that's like, his whole – if you pay attention to any of
1: the fucking social media posts about Jokic, if you follow any NBA stuff, any Nugget stuff, it is now like his entire online persona is just like how little he gives a shit right. about
0: basketball. Like
1: The but, guy is so much interested in so many other he's things. He's interested
0: in life. He he would
1: just rather be in fucking Serbia. Right, racing horses. Racing horses and doing whatever the fuck he's doing over there. Goofy dancing at parties and shit. He, he almost – like when you see him show up for games, it's almost like – <sighs> Fine. I gotta go to work. Like, right. you know, okay. I'll, I'll put go drop a fucking triple double yeah.
0: <laughs> and then I'll go home. Well, dude, there was they were shown a video of him and Murray. I think it was during camp. Murray goes, What are you scouting? And Jokic goes, Horses. And Murray goes, What? And he goes, Horses. And he goes, How many do you own? And he goes, like four or five. 10, 12, I don't know. And Murray Murray just started laughing. He's like, all right.
1: He's such an enigma, dude. He's so funny. Like He just does not give a shit, and he's the best player in the league.
0: But I think that's what makes him the best player in the league.
1: Yeah, I really do.
0: I hate to beat on the bush because I know everyone wants to suck LeBron's dick, but it's like I never hear anyone on the Nuggets go, I, 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 me, 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 me. All I ever hear LeBron is like, I, 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 me, 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 me. And I'm like. Dude, it's a lot bigger. If you didn't have Dwayne Wade or Chris Bosh or Kevin Love and Kyrie, you would have zero championships. Or if COVID didn't happen, who knows about 2020. I'm not going to sit here and fully discredit it, but like, who fucking knows what would have happened. Everyone's playing in a bubble. But it's like, if you didn't have those guys, you'd probably have zero championships. Obviously, we don't know what would have happened if we did this, right? But it's like... And that's, like, Scottie Pippen came out, and he goes, you know what's funny? I never, you, There's no videos or quotes of Michael Jordan ever saying, I, I, I. He goes, he never proclaimed himself the best basketball player. When people asked him, are you the best basketball player, he goes, well, Larry Bird. That, I mean, he goes, I hate playing against Larry Bird. That guy's great. And he's like, Isaiah Thomas. He goes, he gave everyone else credit and never wanted to talk about himself. And I'm like, because he understood what he wanted to do. He knew he was the fucking best player. It's like that. Um, but six and zero in the finals is like.
1: It's like that uh, expression, and I—it's a maybe it was Walter Payton who said it. Is it was some? I want to say it was some famous running back, but he said, "When you're good, you will tell other people. When you're great, other people will tell you." Right. I remember reading that quote one time. Like, and that's, it's that's fucking pretty, true. That's badass. Yeah. That's kind of what you're saying about MJ. Is like, right? You know. You, you you see some of these guys, and this is true across all sports, who are like, they're always talking about how fucking good they are. Like, they want right. everyone to know how good they are. And then there's the guys who just quietly go about their work and are the fucking best at what they do, and everyone else tells them, hey, right. did you know that you're kind of, like, the best player in the league? <laughs> it's like, Jokic i no, like, know, I'm, okay, if I, you say so. Like, I do
0: what I need to right, for my right. team. Yeah. I try and, you know, get my teammates involved, and it's like, no, like, you're the, you're the best player ever. And he's like, yeah, but my horse. No, my <laughs> I horse. feel like every every
1: press conference after every game, you know, because it seems like a new record is falling all the time with Jokic. At every press conference, it's it, it's always like them being like, "Hey, do you realize that like you just broke some fucking <laughs> record that's been around for fifty years or whatever?" And like, what we're witnessing is like a once in a generation talent. And he's just kind of like, "Okay, yeah, like whatever." He's
0: like, like "No," he's like Jamal yeah. Murray had twenty three though, and you're like. Yeah. He's like MPJ had twenty with ten boards, and everyone's like, Yeah, but you just passed LeBron in your fourth all time in double double or triple doubles. And he's like, Oh <laughs> Like what what was the clip? I didn't watch the actual interview, but he just
1: came in. It was after like one of the games this week. He's, he he did his own. He, he sat he, down he, and he's yeah. like, Listen, I know what questions you're gonna ask. Yeah. Okay, here's the question. Here's my answers. And just did the whole fucking thing by himself. I
0: saw everyone, they said it was perfect, though. They were all like, that was great because he just came in and he kind of just wanted to say his piece so he could leave. Right, right. They were like, he just wanted to do his thing. I've done enough of these. I know what you guys
1: ask. Here's what you were going to ask. Here's what my answer is.
0: But it's the same, like, as much as I hate Tom Brady, I never heard him ever go, I set this record. I did this. I did this. I did this. Because without a good defense, without. Dude, okay, without Gronk, what is Tom Brady? I mean, he's still a great quarterback, but it's like you miss out on probably two Super Bowls without Gronk.
1: And uh, Julian Edelman and, and Wes Welker. West- I mean, he's yeah. had
0: great help yeah. around yeah. him. Obviously, you can't discredit Brady for what he's done and the championships, the yards, everything he's done. But I never hear him go, I, 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 me, 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 right? It's like he always wanted to win. Well, and he really- knew he needed to put – 21 other great people around him to succeed right well really
1: any player that plays a team sport who understands at all how it works realizes that there's so many variables to whether or not you're successful or not yeah you could be a a once-in-a-generation talent and you can play on shit teams your entire career and never accomplish anything other than individual feats so oh, he really you set
0: all the records for <laughs> all points and everything. Yeah. It's like, that's great. How many championships did they win? They're right. like, oh, they went 0 and 2 in the finals. It's right. Like, oh. Well,
1: it's like, you know, guys like Char- Charles Barkley, he's going to go down as one of the greatest players of all time who to never won, won a title. Yeah. That's always the Karl sentence. Malone, that's John associated, Stockton. yeah, with guys like Carl Malone and Charles Barkley. It's always like the first thing you say. You're like, Charles Barkley, one of the best players ever. Never won a championship, though. That's always what you say. It has right. to be the little disclaimer every time. But
0: is it his fault or was, you know, like, was he selfish? And everyone's like, "Well, no. He was a great player. He just didn't have the talent around him to elevate yeah. him to a championship." Like,
1: well, and like, and like I was saying, so many things have to go right. You have to have like a perfect combination of individual talent having a really good season, surrounded by good supporting cast who's also having a good season. You have to have a good coach. Right. You have to have like the
0: the, if you're Brandon, you don't have to have a good coach. Oh yeah, because coaches are irrelevant, right? (laughs)
1: Um, You you have to have an organization that scouted well and drafted well over the previous however many years to put all of the pieces in place. You have to have sometimes injuries to other star players on opposite teams that you're playing against. A lot of things have to happen for people to win championships. So that's why I have always liked and gravitated towards the players in any sport who are way more humble because I I feel like they have a much better appreciation for how much luck is really involved in being successful beyond what they have within their control with their own individual talent because the guys who are just always spouting about like look at how fucking awesome I am and how great I am it's just like dude You don't realize that you're like one or two injuries or like a weird fucking thing here or there away from being Being completely irrelevant irrelevant. team, completely irrelevant. And it happens all the time. So it's like you need to really sit back and cherish and appreciate the spot that you're in, because how many players other than guys like LeBron James or Tom Brady that have that level of sustained success for that long in their league? It Almost never happens. Right? You you have these little flash in the pans for a three to five year stretch, and then you're gone. That's right. it.
0: It's so short of a window. It's it's just hard because I don't know. Like the whole personal accolades thing and personal records for all sorts of shit. It just comes down to one of those. It's like like people are like, "Is LeBron the greatest player ever?" And I'm like, "Well, he's the, the greatest scorer ever. I mean, he's scored the most points, but." How do you determine the greatest player ever? Is he good at getting assists? Sure. But, like, would I want him on my team as a teammate necessarily? I don't know. Like, that that to me makes the greatest player ever. Like, Joel Embiid, was he the MVP last year? No. Because what did they do in the playoffs? The MVP award should be given after, and it should include your playoff run. Jokic was clearly the best player in the league last year. And... Speaking about how players are humble, he goes, ah, Joel, you know, he deserves it too because he didn't – because, you know, Perkins, of course, had to make it about race and everything and trying to race bait people into an argument of a white man versus a black man, and it's like, guys, it's about the best player in the world. Joel Embiid is a great talent, but he's not the best player in the world. If you stick Jokic on that 76ers team from last year, do they probably win the championship? Probably. Yeah. They probably probably do. If you take Embiid and put him on the nugget, you know, if you switched Mm them, do they probably get put out in the second round against the Suns? Probably. Not gonna lie. I don't think Embiid would carry Murray and, you know, and I'm not saying carry Murray as he needs a carry, but
1: do what Jokic did for the night. Yeah.
0: So who could you put on any team and then instantly make the team better? It's the answer is, is Jokic. I mean, sure, you could make an argument for a lot of players. You're mm-hmm. be like, oh, you're telling me that the 19 and 63 team couldn't add anybody and be better? I'm like, okay, you're you're not getting what I'm under, like saying. Yeah, 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 Make him a contender with one player. Jokic would make anybody who was in the playoffs last year the favorite, in my opinion. And it's like, yeah. that's the MVP. That is the most valuable player. If Jokic got hurt last year in the playoffs, we were fucked. We weren't winning.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what I think? A little bit of that is too is. Um, he had won back-to-back MVP awards. And, and people I think, get tired of it. Yeah, and- I think there's just something – and this this is something that you'll notice in, like, really any field. It's sports. It's happened in, like, the Oscars before where people will win back-to-back awards and then they don't – they get nominated a third year and then don't win it. It's like there's something about whatever committees vote on these things that don't like – you know it's like well we can't give the same award to the same person 3 or 4 years in a row. It's like well you can if they were the best. Well I mean especially in sports it's like look if LeBron James if there's a stretch in his career where he had the best season in the league for 4 years in a row Give him the fucking MVP for four years in a row because he is the MVP. Don't do this bullshit of like, oh well, he's won three in a row, so let's give it to someone else. It's like it's not a participation trophy. Yeah, like he's the fucking best player still
0: until someone else has a better season. He's the MVP. Right, like give him the award. Right, that's what the fucking award is for. Yeah, and but they don't do it because it's the writers. and like you know, it's all about narrative. There's a lot of narrative. And you know, they don't want to be part of you know, cancel culture, they don't want to get canceled and lose. It's like, it's like the college football playoff. I think Washington is better than Florida State. I think Washington deserves to be in there over Georgia just based on their strength of schedule and the way they've – who they've played and how they've played. Are they a better team? Maybe, maybe not, but based off of schedules and everything, but you get the SEC bias, you get the Big Ten bias, and it's like, I think Washington is better than Florida State. Put them in. No, but what about Georgia? Well, no, they're in the SEC. It's like, okay, well, what about the two Big Ten teams? Well, no, they're in the Big Ten. It's like, so there's just a biasy towards these powerhouse programs. Again, they're great teams, but it's just people don't want to go, well, Washington is truly better than one of them. Let's bump Michigan or Ohio State to five yeah. and Washington a three or four. And it's um, like, why, though?
1: I know we, we've been kind of bouncing around. Because so, it hasn't been like a completely NBA uh, discussion. <laughs> but I figured we would do we this. Co- we, we, we covered we just, our
0: in-season tournament because yeah. there's not much to – like there's it's not, our first year. Right. we got to see how it plays and out. And they're
1: just kind of starting it. I don't even know if they've played one or – like most teams probably most haven't te- even some, started f- A few teams their, have played one. Yeah, That's started it. playing their, their games yet. But one thing I wanted to bring up just because you brought up college football because we can just make this a sports discussion. Um Buffs. Do you want to touch on – and I don't know how – like intelligently, I could speak on this topic because I haven't read much into it. But I sent you guys something earlier on Instagram about this Michigan scandal with the sign stealing so, and stuff. Do we want to dive into that a little bit? Because yeah, we, it's they seem to be. And this is what this is what I said to you guys on Instagram today. I was like, I feel like we're making this w- way bigger of a deal than it really needs to be. So, but
0: I don't know any the, of the details. Have you read about what's b- going on? Well, the big details is. There's a paper trail that leads back to a ex-Michigan staffer now. He has resigned since this has all come up. Mm. Um, he has bought tickets to multiple Big Ten games where Michigan would either play one or both of the opponents on the other side of the sideline. Or, you know, he had tickets on both sides of the sideline. People said they saw him filming, and then there was like video of him on the Central Michigan sideline when they were playing against one of Michigan's opponents. And there's like a blue light that goes on in his glasses. Like someone was like accusing him of having a camera in his glasses. So they're accusing them of filming the opposing team's signs on the sideline, and then they can match up the plays. Okay. So that they learn. And people then will post like a a clip of Michigan's defense when the offensive play comes in and Michigan will look over and they're all scrambling and countering the play and then Michigan stops. It's like people are like, they knew what play was coming. And I'm like, okay, the evidence people are showing doesn't look great against Michigan, but at the same time, could you honestly sit here and tell me that not every single school in college football doesn't have some sort of idea or concept on sealing signs? Like, yeah let's let's take a step back from just Michigan for a second and go the Patriots did this in the NFL they got Spygate, they got caught okay but if I'm watching film and I see coaches doing enhancing on a sideline and I'm just watching the ESPN game uh-huh. am I not allowed to I, I didn't film that I was at home watching and I DVR'd it but I'm not there at the game like Am I not allowed to, you know, see these formations or shifts? Or what's the point of film then if we can't study a formation or a shift or yeah. a specific, if you're on defense, you can't study a package of, oh, when this personnel comes in on the offense, we have to counter with certain, you know, changes of our own. If, you know, we see that every single fucking game. Yeah. They're like, hey, there's a three-tight end set. We're gonna not have our nickel back out there. Well, let's get another D lineman in there, or mm-hmm. let's, you know, let's beef up a little bit. And it's like, guys, that's the same shit.
1: Yeah. So it's- that's kind of where I land on it. And I, I sent the the clip that I sent you guys was from Get Up this morning, and it was Lewis Riddick, I think, is yeah. the guy's name. He's an analyst for ESPN. Played and in Michigan. Played played ball for a long time, and and then worked in the NFL in like front office stuff, and did like. You know player personnel or player development like all, all kinds of shit in like the the front office right. for the for the league for quite a while for quite a few teams so the guy's been around the block he, he knows he how knows everything, football he knows yeah. how everything works he knows football and his point was which I completely agree with was basically look if Michigan did something during this scandal that specifically broke NCAA bylaws right. which also, that's a whole other discussion. We all know most NCAA bylaws are fucking ridiculous yeah. in and of themselves. And
0: the, and the NCAA doesn't and, really have yeah. any fucking grounds right. to do anything Yeah, anybody. the
1: NCAA as an organization is a fucking joke anyway. There's so a
0: billion that, billion that's dollars. a different
1: conversation. Anyway, if they broke some sort of NCAA bylaws, then by all means they should be punished accordingly, according to the laws. Whatever. It's They play in the, under the NCAA's banner – they have to abide by their right. rules and we can and all agree we can
0: all agree yeah. with that. Okay, fair enough.
1: Fair. That being said, to your point and to my and to what I have always the way I've always looked at this, I've never really seen sign stealing as that big of a deal because listen, not in football.
0: Right. In baseball, I would say it's completely different when the Astros are banging on trash cans telling you what are coming.
1: See, that one I don't know anything about either. I remember that was We, a big, we won't big have to talk about yeah. that. Um but, like, because to your point, every team, even from high school, even from Little League on up, watches film. And you you look at what the other teams that you're going to play do when they're playing against you and when they're playing against other teams in your same league, and you look at the sort of offensive and de- defensive schemes that they're running, and you adjust your game plan accordingly to try and give your team the best chance to win. Now... If, you're, if you can do that, and part of that is looking at the other team's sidelines and going, hey, I think when they do this certain sign, they run these types of plays. Let's adjust our defense accordingly. Someone keep an eye out when they do those signs. Let us know. We'll fucking run these types of defensive plays. If you can figure that out, to me, that should be fair game. That just means you're smart enough to it's- look at all of the things that are available to you. You're looking at the landscape of the game and going, I'm making adjustments on the fly. You're situationally no, aware of your you're surroundings. You're situationally aware. Like, it's, it's no different than watching the film of a team that you played last time and you're coming up for your upcoming game and you're going, hey... Let's break down this game of last time and here's where we got fucking gashed on defense. Right. These types of plays. <laughs> when we see these formations and we think they're gonna be running these types of plays, here's the adjustments we're gonna make defensively to try and not right. get fucking gashed. And if this we time. get
0: beat, we get beat. If
1: we get beat, like, we get beat, but we fucking we tried to adjust right. to it. It's no different to to then apply the same sort of strategy to hey, we've noticed that when they make these certain signs on the sideline, they're running these types of plays. If you can just look at their sideline and figure that out, good for you. I don't understand why that's like illegal in any way. So I think what to me, saying- if you're the other team and you're pissed about someone figuring out your signs, then fucking come up with different signs. That's part of the game. Or, I don't
0: understand why we're talking about this. And I don't know if this is against NCAA rules or whatnot. But, but if you look at an NFL sideline, there's no hand gestures or signs going up. Right. Because they have a communication device. Not, not like device in college, and, you see a lot more of it right, in college. But yeah. there's no communication, and I don't again. I don't know if it's against the rules or not. But why not allow communication devices in a quarterback helmet mm-hmm. and in a linebacker's helmet or or a safety's helmet, right? To call and in the plays NFL, and stuff, yeah. they have the green dot, which allows shows that they're the signal caller, and you can only have one on the field per team at the same time. They get the defensive play calls. They get the offensive play calls. None of this sign shit to then steal it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Our quarterbacks in a huddle. He puts his hands over his ears, and he's just hearing. And he what hears the play what he's doing, so. and then he shouts the shit out to other people. Right.
1: Yeah. Great. Well, and also to your point, so problem l- solved. Let's say that's happening, and and anyone who has played football or who has watched football knows that, especially on defense, and really good, smart defensive players, throughout the course of a game, will pick up on. Tendencies. Tendencies that the quarterback certain phrases or words that the quarterback is going to right. shout so to his, we still don't know what Omaha o, means. To his O line or his receivers, to then they know to be on the lookout for certain things when they hear those like hot keywords. How is that any different than looking over at the sideline and be like, hey guys, by the way, when he does this and he touches his fucking brim of his cap and then his elbow that means they're going to run it or whatever. Right. Like, how is that any different? I don't understand. Like, why that would it's, be illegal in any way to do that? So I think you're that, just smart. You're just good at figuring out your opponent. Right.
0: So I'm. I agree with you 100. percent I think the biggest thing with the whole Michigan thing is they're saying that they were videotaping the hand signals while they were not the team that was playing. So he was okay, going yeah. to the, oppo- the a future opponent's game, sitting across from them, and just, and just filming, filming the coaches yeah, and yeah. filming the plays. And I think that's what they were saying because that is illegal apparently under the NCAA right. bylaws. And so like I think we that's said, what the if biggest it's controversy is—that's what they
1: did. Then by all but means, at the same them, time,
0: right? you have a, a coach that came out, and I'm going to butcher this word because I've never been able to say it, on anonymity, right?
1: <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> did I I butcher this <laughs> on
1: anonymity. Yeah, like, anonymous, um, right? Yeah,
0: they're anonymous They came out to protect is it themselves. It anonymity
1: or anonymity? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. This, this is why
0: I fuck it up all the time. But people know what I'm saying. <laughs> But they I, were anonymous. They, right, anonymously, they were anonymously came out. Yeah. Came out and yeah. he goes, I worked for other schools in the Big Ten. He goes, I did the exact same thing for those other schools against Michigan. Right. He goes, the other schools are doing all the same shit. Mm-hmm. They're just – and I think I said that in my message back. I'm like, yeah. but people are pissed that Michigan's good again. Mm-hmm. And Ohio State's – the FBI apparently rolled up to Ohio State. And people are like, you know – Someone asked uh, Ryan Day, the head coach of Ohio State, "They're like, were you the ones that initiated this investigation into Michigan?" And he goes, "I have no comment." And it's like it's not hard to just be like, "Yes or no." If you say no comment, you're more or less admitting your guilt. You either say you did it, fucking have the balls and be like, "Yeah, we're fuck, we fucking did it because we've lost to him two years in a row. We can't fucking beat him. <laughs> you know, we're the worst team now," or be like, "No, we didn't fucking do it, but we are." A part of the whole investigation because then it comes out if i'm michigan and i find anything about another school doing it i'm gonna be like hey hey ruckers remember when you guys joined this whole witch hunt thing and i'd slide them the piece of paper on the desk and they open it and they're like fuck and then i bring in penn state and i do the same shit to them and all of a sudden every big 10 team's like yeah let's just uh forget about this and <laughs> let's move on it's like everybody does it even dion for cu he goes Just because you know the play is coming, you still have to make the play. You still have to make the tackle. You still have to – if you're on offense, you have to get the blocks. You have to – you know, if you're on defense, you have to make the tackle. You have to beat your blocker. Just because you know where the ball is going doesn't mean you're automatically stopping a play. Yeah, yeah. You've got to win the man-on-man battle out there. Mm -hmm. Sure, is it an advantage? Don't get me wrong. Let's be smart here. If I know they're running right up the middle. But look at the tush-push. Yeah. No one can stop the Eagles tush push. (laughs) Yeah. And everyone's like, we got to ban it. I'm like, just because you guys suck ass and your quarterback doesn't squat 600 pounds, if you fail on the tush push, but they don't, why should we ban it? Exactly. It's one team having success, Mm -hmm. but other teams now that don't have that success want to ban it. Yep. And it's like, I don't know. If they did something wrong, okay, let's talk about punishments. Yeah. But if they didn't do anything wrong, or if they did something wrong, and everyone's like, well look at all the evidence for everyone else doing it then the nsa is going to be like i can't fucking ban everybody right right it's kind of like the whole um
1: lance armstrong thing like getting in trouble for being on all those performance enhancing drugs and then right. they they do the study and like <laughs> the people who placed one through like seventy fifth in the fucking Tour de France all tested positive yeah. for the same shit. It's like, what are you gonna do? Fucking suspend right. the entire The guy like, who's in seventy sixth like, and like yeah.
0: barely made it to the He's finish line the on, the on champion. like three like, days. He's like, Woo <laughs> I won the Tour de France everyone's yeah. like, No, you fucking no, didn't. You, you didn't. just you were just an honest competitor. Right. Yeah. Right. That you, you win a good participation trophy yeah. for being honest. Right. Right, right. Yeah, fuck you. You suck. You did seventy six, my guy. It's like I mean, yeah, I don't know. Wait, did
1: you say the FBI rolled the up to Ohio, Ohio The FBI apparently rolled up to Ohio State. does the FBI have better things they could be
0: doing? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about what I was going to say. But yes, we could be using our assets in other, say, other places on. besides sign-stealing scandal involving right. college football. Like, is it that fucking serious? I don't know. I see these types
1: of headlines, and I'm like, really? This is what we're going to well, waste my all of our airwaves was- on?
0: They they were trying they were like pinning it back to last year and they're like look they beat these teams and they beat them pretty handily because they knew their signs they didn't know TCU's signs though and TCU changed all their signs the week before going into the game so Michigan had nothing they couldn't stop them and I'm like it was a fucking one possession game right TCU played a great game like yeah. oh now we're taking shit away from TCU because like oh. What, what, the, yeah, what that,
1: if you accept that argument? That's basically like saying TCU was not good enough to beat Michigan, be, right? Like when Michigan knew their signs,
0: right? It's like if Michigan knew TCU signs, they were going to beat them. And right. I was like, but they didn't. And yeah. they, I mean, Michigan still almost beat them without knowing their signs, then, right? It's like, and then we, but look at Georgia, they fucking 65 to seven, yeah. So, what would they have done to Michigan then, right? Like, guys. It, we're on a fucking wild witch hunt here. I'm waiting for shit to come out against CU and, like, recruiting violations and shit. Like, I know what's going to come out about someone going to be like, oh, you know Prime did this. And it's going to be like, what other
1: fucking school hasn't? Right. Well, and you know what really bugs me, too, is it's like, do you think – Here, here's an interesting question. This is – anytime I see a scandal like this in any area, like outside of sports, too, do you think that – If Michigan was not good this year and they weren't ranked in the top 25, do you think we'd be hearing about this at fucking all? Not a fucking word. Wouldn't hear a a peep peep. about it. All of a sudden, they're in the top four and going to be probably in the college football playoff. All of a sudden, now it's a huge deal. They steal science. Oh, okay. Oh, fucking convenient timing.
0: And they were doing it last year, too, and apparently the year before that. And it's like... But all of a sudden, now we got to hear about it. Right. It's like, so... Georgia's been undefeated for, like, three years in a row now and no one's accused them of stealing science. Oh, you want to know why? It's probably because the entire fucking SEC is doing this shit. They're like, we're right. not going to rat on each other here. Like, we're just mono mono. They're right. a more and physical they're team and they're yeah. better than us. Yeah. Like, bro, and this is, like, the, the funniest thing, too. I, I was talking to my dad a little bit about it yesterday. CU's, uh, I could probably... F- fill in for CU's offensive line and do a better job. I mean, it's fucking the worst thing I've ever watched. It, it like my eyes bleed watching their offensive <laughs> line play. Um, but I told my dad, I'm like, so you're telling me the de- a defense that CU plays needs to know what CU's doing? I'm like, if I was a defensive coach on any team playing CU, I'd go, the four of you linemen, my two edge rushers and our two interior guys, just fucking beat the shit out of them. I don't give a fuck what you do. You're going to get a QB pressure and a sack like every other play. Yeah. Just fucking go. I don't need to I don't need to know what the offense is going to do because their O-line sucks so bad, but you one-on-one are going to beat them every fucking time. So who gives a shit what they're doing? Beat your man and you're going to win. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. But people are like, oh no dude, they, they knew what play was coming in. I was like, yeah, well guess what? We all knew a fucking Hail Mary was coming and Russell Wilson still got the touchdown for it. Like we all knew Mar- Marshawn Lynch was going to run the ball, yet Malcolm Butler somehow got an interception. <laughs> How did we all know this was coming down to these things? Huh? Did they steal signs? No, they didn't. It was <laughs> fucking – it's a game. You Like you said, we learn the tendencies as right. you go on. That, that, to me,
1: the whole sign-stealing thing, to me, it seems like the equivalent of – Counting cards in blackjack, and I made this comparison. Right, when I sent the thing too. If
0: you're smart enough to do it, then fucking
1: good for you. That's what I say. If you are smart enough to sit down at a casino and count cards and beat the casino, beat the house at their own game, then good for you. I you mean, should, you should walk away from that table with as much money as you can fucking take for them. Right. I Until get the casino
0: comes up. I get like, why, sure, why you they're mad.
1: I get why they're mad because they're losing money right. and they're not used to that. They're used to just taking everyone's money, but. Are you cheating or are you just being smart and figuring out right. the game? They're gonna there's the, a
0: difference. The, the casino will come up to you and be like, sir, you're not no longer allowed to gamble here. You can cash out what you have, but you cannot do this anymore. And you're like, well, why not? And they're like, We're just you're not allowed to. You can like go cash out, but you're not allowed to gamble here anymore. Well, and they you know don't take
1: your money. You know what's hilarious about that too? Again, it's kind of the same like point that I made about the in-season tournament for the NBA. By them even doing it is acknowledging the fact that they have a problem and that right. they need to generate better viewership. The casino getting mad at someone for counting cards and beating them at their own game is like admitting that you're beating them at a game that was already rigged in their favor oh, yeah. to begin with. <laughs> so Everything like, is rigged in the So they're basically favorite. coming up to you and being like, hey, listen, so you know how we rigged this game so that we beat... 98% of the people who come in here and play it well we're very upset that you're one of the 2% so you gotta leave sorry and it's like so oh so fuck you're off. that this whole thing is a fucking scam and that I'm just smarter than you and you're mad about it okay well I just it's just so as long as we're clear hey, that that's what's going on here
0: it's the same thing with officiating now too though it's just you can tell who leagues want to win games
1: Oh yeah, well we talked a lot about that oh, with the Super Bowl this last year, dude. The Super Bowl, well, and they
0: was it the AFC Championship game? I think that yes, that was a big. That one was that a fucking about. awful. But the, I was surprised, and I'm going to go on a little off tangent rant about our Denver fucking Broncos mm-hmm. beating the Chiefs. I mean, think think about this real quick. We gave up one touchdown in two games to the Chiefs this year. One touchdown, dude. Here's the one scary.
1: Stat that we lost
0: 70 to 20 to the Dolphins. Yeah, that's, <laughs> oh, that's terrifying.
1: Stat. Yeah, that is terrifying. <laughs> but the fact that we were on think What did we break? It was a 16 game losing streak in the regular season to the Chiefs. Like
0: we, what? We hadn't the beat them fuck? since like week three or four of the Super Bowl winning season. Dude, that is embarrassing. I mean, but good win gone. for the Broncos.
1: Like, I'm glad we won. But that like they should be ashamed of themselves. Oh yeah, you're in division rival, and you haven't beaten them in eight well, years or something as like that.
0: Frank Clark notoriously said at the beginning of the season, well, is it different to be on this side of the Chiefs Broncos rivalry?" He goes, "You know, please don't take this the wrong way, but is it really a rivalry if a team's exactly. won sixteen in a row? Right, exactly, it's not a rivalry." Well, that was like what
1: you know, a, a lot of people used to, used to used uh, point out about like our high school Thunderidge was, was rivals, never a, Mount- a rival with of the Vista, Vista no. in football. And up until like two or three years after we graduate after Sam graduated Yeah, it was like six years after They we had graduated. never
0: beaten us in football. I'm like, Ever. how is this
1: a rivalry then? It's like twenty five like, and
0: oh? It's like how is that a rivalry? You I say understand. it's a rivalry just because of the prox- like it's a proximity yeah, rivalry. Yeah. But it's like they never beat us. Like some of the games there, they were competitive. But it was just more. We grew up with them. They grew up with us. Right, right. We all know each other. We all played football or other sports together. Yeah. Like, but it was going always against like each other. we
1: got to get up for this game because this game Dude, means so much
0: more. It's a rivalry. It's like <laughs> they've never beaten us. It was the only game that mattered. Like yeah. Every like year, the... it was like as long as we go one and eight, yeah, the whole yeah, as season long as we, beat if we beat Vista, it's... we can lose every other game and yeah. no one will give a shit. And I'm like, <laughs> that's the most ridiculous outcome. Like. But it's the same shit. As long as Michigan beats Ohio State, Mm -hmm. it's a good season. Same with Ohio State beating Michigan.
1: Yep. And it's like, dude, you want to know a fucking crazy? This is a rivalry. I'm pretty sure that I'm talking about the right one. The right one. But the Red River rivalry. I was trying to say that without, yeah, without getting a ton. Why will (laughs) we? The Red River rivalry. Um, I'm pretty sure they flashed up this past weekend, or it was this past weekend, or the weekend before they played it. I'm pretty sure I'm talking about this one. I really hope I'm not getting this wrong. This past
0: weekend was Bedlam.
1: That matchup was like 33-33-3 all time. I'm like, holy fucking shit. That is a rivalry. rivalry. That is right down the middle. Coin toss. Every time those two teams play, you don't know who's going to win. That's a fucking rivalry, yeah. not like oh yeah, we the Chiefs have beaten the Broncos sixteen games in a row. That's right. not it's not really like a rivalry. all right, let's go
0: back to all time records. It's like all right, you guys have us here, but yeah, yeah. let's go back to the last decade. And it's mm-hmm. like all right, fuck you. I was gonna say
1: eight years. I mean, we're basically at a decade, and we know, haven't beat them. We haven't beaten them. That's not really a rivalry
0: anymore, you know. Yeah, good lord, fucking Broncos. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's it was a good day. That was a good. I'm sitting there and I'm like, <laughs> come on. And I was just waiting, though, and as soon as I got home and I looked, and they're like, uh, sick Patrick Mahomes, who's been dealing with the flu. I'm like, oh, fuck off, they lost. Like, quit making excuses for people when they lose a the fucking game. MJ went and played a finals game and dropped, like, 98 with the fucking <laughs> flu. It's not the reason they fucking lost. It's not the fucking reason. And everyone's like, oh, Taylor Swift wasn't in attendance. And I'm like, oh, whoop de fucking do. <laughs> Maybe Travis got to get his booth hanged back in the fucking stands then and he, he won't get fucking shut out.
1: Is she going to show up to the uh, Germany game? Doesn't, don't the Chiefs play in they Germany? They played in Germany.
0: They played the Oh, Dolphins that was this yeah. last. Did, yeah. did she
1: show up to that one? Probably or no? not. She wasn't in Frankfurt? No. She's too busy taking everyone's money in the United States. <laughs> She's
0: too busy making billions <laughs> with recorded con- dude recorded concerts making money. Is that not sign stealing or what?
1: Dude, yeah, no, it's just a, fucking, a movie of we the We got to open an
0: investigation into <laughs> her... Filming herself and then posting it for people that are too poor to go to her concerts because she charged <laughs> That's outrageous really what money it That's really to, what it is to see. I was like, hey, poor people, you wanna come see my concert for a <laughs> hey, fraction of the cost? Hey peasants, here's yeah. an eighteen dollar ticket to come get the same experience. Yeah. And then people are like, I went to the Taylor Swift movie and sat there and everyone, all the girls were up singing and dancing. I'm like, it's a fucking concert. It's just a recorded right. version.
1: Yeah, you know why they're doing that? Because their parents didn't have twelve thousand dollars
0: per ticket <laughs> to for sit to see the- eight miles away yeah. Yeah. and use fucking the <laughs> Hubble telescope to see the fucking concert. And they're like, but they were screaming. It's like, well, then go to like a three a.m. showing or something, or yeah. just listen to her shit at home.
1: You, dude, that's a maybe. That should be like the fucking cheat code for parents who can't afford to send their kids to like. Space, uh, popular movie, popular concerts. Just wait until that artist <laughs> just, makes a movie of the concert. Just be like, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna buy your fucking eighteen dollar yeah. IMAX ticket and
0: can't can't afford to send you to to see Eminem. So here's Eight Mile. Yeah, here's here's <laughs> Eight Mile. It's close enough. You can hear a lot of the best songs he ever made. <laughs> I got a like, DVD of Eight Mile in the yeah. basement. You can watch that. One. Get rich or die trying. <laughs> yeah, here's fucking Fifty Cent. It's like oh yeah, my oh, dad's the best. Man. He got me this Fifty Cent album. It's like it's a movie. It's like oh. Oh, shit. Isn't that ridiculous, though, that a concert was costing like $18,000 to go to, and now people are complaining about an $18 ticket for the same experience? Yeah. Less the lines and all the other bullshit you had to deal with with 90,000 other screaming, pink-wearing girls. <laughs> you can just go to a movie theater and be with 130 screaming, pink-wearing girls instead. <laughs> um,
1: I Yeah, I don't know. that That's, that's a whole other conversation, but I am just – Continually confounded at how she's just the most popular person in the world. I don't. All really thanks Travis
0: Kelsey, man. Understand
1: how it happened, but
0: I good for her. I don't know, dude. Becoming popular just doesn't make sense to me. Like how some of these people are so like they just come out of nowhere it's like okay you've got good music that's cool and then all of a sudden they're like yeah i'm worth nine billion dollars and i'm like how did you how did like what well i i think
1: i'm forever curious as to what makes the difference between like just your average country or pop music star and taylor swift like what is the difference there because there are other pop stars who are famous but they're not like Oh my god, you're a person who doesn't even listen to that person's music and you can't ever get away from this person. They're on every fucking right. news channel. They're on well, every you watch football, they're in the fucking stands. Taylor Swift. Like I don't understand what makes well, that I've, she crossed this threshold into which she's now just ubiquitous. She's just
0: everywhere. And you're like, "How the fuck did this happen?" Well, I'm not going to lie. I honestly think cuz she was she's always been big. Her music's always been popular. But not to I, this I I think the I feel whole like. Ticketmaster thing with and how like it was became a worldwide thing with her yeah. ticket prices. I think that's what sent her into stardom. Is like it has to be, and because she just it's really it became, this year she with she went the arrows tour and the t-
1: Ticketmaster thing. It's all of a sudden like you, if you don't know who Taylor Swift is and you live in the United States, it's like I don't know if you've just been deliberately not. Dude, she's looking about on the to internet. go on her worldwide like, tour now. She's oh like, going yeah, going in South America. Yeah. That's why I was wondering if she was in Frankfurt because I was no, surprised she's not. not Selling out whatever stadium they're in the night before or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, good thing for Travis Kelsey, he made her bigger. But dude, the NFL was like, dude, she's bringing in so many new viewers, we're making so much more money, and oh, yeah. they're like, we're gonna ride the shit out of this. They yeah. were putting oh, sticky yeah. notes next to her box, so the cameraman knew exactly where to go.
1: Well, you know, the fucking NFL saw this whole thing developing. And oh, it was they just, just saw salivating. Green. They just, just saw yeah. money. Just, just, ching, ching, we're gonna ching. make
0: so much money. And everyone's like. We wanna watch football, not fucking Taylor Swift, man. If I had eighteen hundred dollars, I would have paid to watch her, but I didn't. I had $180 <laughs> for NFL Red Zone, and I want to watch a fucking red zone. Dude, also, I will say this. Again, She's I don't you're in the red zone. Here's Taylor Swift. I don't I don't I don't really care. It's
1: just it's really just fascinating to me. And good for Taylor Swift. Make all the fucking money. Good for you. Um I will say this though, like Good for her for trying to like learn the game. And because you, you could probably tell, I mean, anyone who looks she at her has is like, no, clue. She's probably never watched a fucking snap of football before this. But she does seem like she's trying to like get into the game and kind of learn what's going on and, and appreciate what it is that her boyfriend is doing. But also, these fucking clips of her in the box where like the Chiefs will have like one good play or like an exciting completion or something. And she's jumping up out of her fucking chair, throwing fucking food all over the place, spilling a drink and acting like they just won the Super Bowl. And she just, you know, found out that she's going to be the first person to fucking ever be elected president of the world. And you're like, take it easy. It's a fucking touchdown. <laughs> all right, they happen a lot, actually, especially I,
0: for the Chiefs. So someone posted, they go, I want to see her reaction when Travis comes across the middle and like Brian Dawkins just fucking teed him <laughs> up in the middle, and his helmet came flying off. Yeah, and he's like laying there on the ground. They go, I want to see that reaction. Well, if Taylor it's Swift. if it's equivalent
1: in the negative way than what her positive reactions are, she she's might just, fucking like, a, dive off she, the fucking box.
0: She just clips onto the sky, <laughs> came with a zipline and like ziplines down to the field, and like everyone's like, what the fuck and the nfl's like we installed zip lines just for her in case of this
1: she gets there before the medical person i will
0: say the the funniest thing though is seeing her and britney mahomes going crazy and jackson mahomes is just sitting in the background like all the press
1: so i was so
0: happy just to be like at least she's popular for other reasons like she's the biggest person in the stadium yeah not your brother you know or husband or her boyfriend She is the biggest person in the stadium and she doesn't give two fucks about you. Yep. And now your sister-in-law doesn't give two fucks about you because she's hanging out with Taylor Swift. Right. Right. So you're a nobody to her. And it's just been like, this is great. Fuck your TikToks, you (laughs) asshole. Go dance somewhere else. Dude, I think
1: anyone who fucking saw that guy's, I mean, I, I can't imagine following him on any social media. I just saw like other things like reposting shit. And this was like two years ago was when he was real fucking big, but Oh my god, seeing him do those stupid little fucking TikTok dances and I know I sound like just like an old man just oh, get dude, off it was my the lawn. Most but thing. like that to me encapsulates everything that I hate about like his entire fucking generation. It's just I was just like dude, that is the worst. I hate everything about
0: this. <laughs> I, I understand the older generations who used to look at us and be like you're the fucking worst. Stop doing I've, what you're doing. I've talked with people about like the whole gym thing cuz that's like the biggest thing too is people these it's usually the women. Let's be real, who are there and they're like flexing their ass cheeks nine miles away from their phone, <laughs> and some old dudes like, just like doing bicep curls in the background, and he like turns Happens and looks to glance over. yeah, and then they go, oh my god, and then they go grab their phone, and like this fucking creep is like staring at me, and I'm like. You want the fucking attention. Yeah. That's why you're doing it. You know what you're doing. So every everyone here knows what you're doing. Every time I go to the gym, I'm always just like kind of on my guard. I'm like, where is the TikTok bitch right. at? Where? And I'm like, I'm just gonna start walking in front of her camera. And now, if you're filming squats because you want to like see form or technique, right? Or you're going for a PR, I'll stay out of the fucking way. But you're doing like some weird TikTok bullshit. You can bet your ass you're gonna see me like creeping around in the background, just being an asshole because. Fuck you. Like, it's a gym. People are there to work out. And one of my favorite Twitter accounts, or X accounts, excuse me. Is a guy who's. He's, I don't know if he's a bodybuilder. He's fucking jacked though, yeah. and he just shits on these people that are like critiquing other people's gym shit. And they're like, instead of making fun of them, why don't you go up there and offer to help with their form or their technique? Right. They're trying to better themselves, yeah. and now they're if they see this video, they're not going to go to the gym ever again because you're being yeah, a piece of shit. You're like shaming them, and yeah. he just like will go at it. And I'm like. Yeah, you know what? I want to go there. And someone's going to be like, hey, look at this fat ass. i going to be like, oh yeah, here we go. Let's fucking... <clears throat> Let's do it. I've been looking for this. Ha!
1: And then... I think um, there's... Because I've been going to twenty four quite a bit recently, and uh, there's that—that's not as big of a problem. I saw it a lot more at Vasa with I the think whole like 24s girls like, who are like basically naked with a yeah. fucking tripod and their camera, and you're just like, yikes, I gotta. Steer they brought clear their this. dildo
0: and they're like doing their fucking only fans at the same time, and you're like, this is a you're fucking like, hey, gym. Fucking relax over there, okay? I'm trying they're to get, like, get some fucking. Are bicep you done curls with the in? bench yeah, press yeah. or not? You're not even using it. She's like, give me one second, and you're like, I just want to get a workout in, and she's like, I am getting my workout and you're like fuck off she's like it's only five dollars to subscribe to me on tiktok and only fans and you're like oh i fucking don't just. forget my feet finder i hope you fucking stub your toe and your feet become ugly and you lose all revenue i'm sorry <laughs> dude i fucking hate it i well, just can't stand I, it i was going i think there's this is the rant needed at the beginning of the <laughs> yeah, podcast yeah. we really fucking pivoted
1: from the nba pivot? season season pivot? pivot well it was that in the fucking the hordes of High school boys with the oh, little broccoli man. fucking haircut. I don't really understand what that's all about either, dude. I'm really just turning into an old man. This is the <laughs> no, end of this podcast is just like get off my lawn. <laughs> dude,
0: I'm the same way. People, I'm always like, I need to go to the fucking store, and I'm like, ah, it's only eight fourteen. There's still people there, and I'm I will go to the store at nine thirty. Like I roll in. Oh, this, that's the shit. That's some, great. Sometimes yeah. like they or close just, at ten. Yeah. I rolled in at 9.50, and the guy's like, we close in 10 minutes. I was like, bro, I'll be back here in about 2. Yeah. And I like roll up with a full <laughs> basket, and he's like, you were fast. I'm like, I know what I want. And there's no one in my way And there's now. no one yeah. in my way. I can look at one thing for more than 10 seconds and go, beep, and it's in my basket, and I'm already grabbing the next thing. I'm yep. like, I know what I want. There's no one on the roads. There's no one in the fucking store. Ring my shit up, and I get home, and everyone's like, that was like 10 minutes. And I'm like, yeah, and I spent $800 on groceries. <laughs> And they're like, how? Um, and I'm like, inflation.
1: Have you thought about this recently? Speaking of like just turning into an old man and being like, get off my lawn about everything. Um, have you found yourself looking at groups of high schoolers and being like, simultaneously, like, God, they're really fucking annoying. And then And then having the realization of like, man... People my age now probably looked at me when I was in high school and all my friends and thought the exact same fucking thing for whatever four years I was there.
0: <sighs> no, I mean you're we like,
1: God, were we this fucking annoying? I mean, when we were I do, I do seventeen have,
0: or whatever. I do have like, fuck these, like these kids are annoying. I also sit there and I go, which one of their fucking parents dropped them off here? Like, who's letting these young kids like be? Because if you look at like. So, so it's the funniest thing. If you look at a video of, like, a high school in the 90s and early 2000s, you're like, those are fucking college kids. And they're like, no, that's just what high schoolers looked like. Yeah, yeah, And then you go to our age, and we're like, to me, I was like, we looked probably the good part of what a true high schooler looked like. Nowadays, you look at them, and you're like, is she 14, 21, or, like, 8? And the dad's <laughs> like, she's 11 and a half. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, but – when we were growing up and in high school, we still had flip phones for the first two two and a half years, and it's like we didn't have this whole social media shit show of like it was kind of just like started. we had Facebook, yeah. but it wasn't like that big. So like we were annoying, but we weren't like blocking traffic, doing stupid shit. We were also probably the last one of the last disciplined um, generations. I grew up respecting people and. I mean, I'm I'm an asshole, let's be real, but I do it to people that I don't respect necessarily, or I respect you enough, and you know who I am that I I can do it in a joking way. But if I don't know you and I'm going to be respectful, I'm going to hold a door open for you. I'm going to, you know, say thank you. I'm going to, you know, if you say something to me, I'm going to be respectful back to you. Nowadays, bro, you could say something to someone and they're like, they just completely ignore you. And it's like, have your parents lost their fucking mind? (laughs) But if they, you know... If you look at your kid wrong, like, my neighbor had the cops call on her for spanking her child in a parking lot because he almost got hit by a car. He was running out in traffic. Cops got called on her. Bruh, you call the cops on me for spanking my child because I was pissed that they almost got hit by a car, and I'm teaching them that that's not an okay thing to do? They're going to be calling the cops again, <laughs> but it's going to be for you. It's just a fucking soft generation. Weary pricks? Of course. Were we as bad as today's generation? Absolutely fucking not. Nowhere near it. We <laughs> we still were respectful towards parents and other people in the society. These kids think they own everything. Till I walk around and then I'm like, get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> I fucking I I don't do it. This one kid was like, stay. Uh, this I, episode should just be titled the ranting episode, <laughs> dude. We we're gonna make a new uh, channel called Old Men. <laughs> right. Or it's o- just. Just the old man the old, get off my lawn. The old man get off my lawn podcast <laughs> where we just rant about shit. There was this, these like three kids were gathered in Target and they were just standing in front of the coffee creamer. I was like, excuse me, I'm just going to grab a creamer. And the kid like looked up at me and was like, but I'm, I'm standing here. I was like, I don't care. Like I'm just grabbing, let me get out of the way. Let me grab my fucking creamer and walk away. And then you can stand right here again. They weren't doing anything. And I'm like, dude, just let me grab the creamer. And like, his friend looked at me, and his friend was like, dude, come on, just get out of the way. And he was kind of doing the like, oh, dude, I'm gonna be like a big badass. And I was just like, bro, get the fuck out of the way. Yeah, and <laughs> let me grab my creamer. And his other buddy, his Matt's other, over there, like, you don't understand how mentally unstable <laughs> I am. Get the fuck out of my way. You day. have no <laughs> idea how much anger is about to happen. And just you're, give me the creamer. Just let me and get let my me fucking go coffee home. creamer. And the third buddy was like the quiet one. He was the one that was like. My mom's going to fucking kill me if she finds out I'm doing something like this. And, like, this is a real fucking story. And I'm a pretty tempered person. Like, you know who I am. I'm... Watch (laughs) it. You've seen, like, when we were in fucking Junction, how cool I could just... I just... I can keep myself calm in situations because I don't care to deal with shit. I was like, I can take all three of them on in one fucking punch. (laughs) I'm fucking... and, And he wouldn't move. I'm like, get the fuck out of my way. I want my fucking creamer. Did you say that? Yeah. And I was pissed. And there was another Target employee like around the corner. And of course, she comes over and she's like, oh my gosh, what's going on? I'm like, he won't get the fuck out of my way so I can grab my fucking creamer. And I'm about to get him out of my way. And she's like, sir, are you shopping or buying the creamer? And she's asking him. And his friend goes, no, he just won't get out of the way. And now this guy's pissed at us. And so she's like, you guys need to just move. Let the guy continue shopping. Yeah. And he like ended up following me. And I was just like, please keep following me. I was like, this is it. This is the moment I've been waiting for. This is the moment I've been waiting for. And then his buddy like grabbed him and they walked away. And I was just like, damn
1: it. So I almost saw you on the news, basically, is what you're saying.
0: Oh, dude. I, yeah, I would have been on national news at that rate. <laughs> I was so mad. I'm like, bro, this is why I come to the store at 9.50 to not deal with this shit. Yeah, I yeah. just want to grab my coffee creamer and continue on shopping. If I ask you to politely move, I wasn't being, hey, can I please get behind you real quick and grab this? Then you know, I don't want to know what happened. But I went to the store last night on my way home. This elderly lady had her cart in front of a, um, a freezer that I was trying to get into. And I was just like, is, is it okay if I move your cart? Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, no, it's okay. Like I, just, I wanted to make sure it was okay that I moved it so you're not like... One of those people, like, oh my God, you touched my fucking cards. Like, well, it's blocking nine doors. Like, of course I'm going to touch it. And she was like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, no, no, no. I just wanted to make sure. And like, I'm like, that's how I was raised to treat people. But I can't get that kind of respect given back to me unless it's someone my age or older or it's someone that's being, you know, raised the correct way. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, this is a nice lightning experience. <laughs> yeah. But as I'm like clinching my fucking shopping basket, like waiting for this kid to be standing in front of the creamer again, I'm like, fucking be there. Just fucking be there. You're
1: having, um, like what is it, uh, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Have you ever seen that movie where he keeps having the daydreams? Yeah. You're standing there, you're having a daydream of just beating that kid's head <laughs> in with a fucking.
0: Just a basket. <laughs> yeah. And then the- grabbing the creamer. and just the entire <laughs> basket, just smashing it with it. Dude, it's just—it's snap one of those back into reality.
1: Like, like, excuse me, can I
0: can I get my creamer? And it's a completely different person. Like, yeah, there yeah. you go. It's like, oh, you fucking they have so no lucky. idea. It's just the murderous thoughts that are going on in your head, dude. It's but it's like the same thing. Like, you'll be like in a group of people, or like if we have been downtown and then people start bumping into you, and like if I bump it in, I'm like, oh, sorry, excuse me, like yeah, you know, didn't mean to. And then you have that one dickhead that's just like, dish, 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 yeah. and it's like. I know exactly what he's going through. I'm just containing myself because I would do the same exact shit. And then he like trucks one person, and like the girl falls over, and he's like, "I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry." And it's like, "Yep, I'm there, buddy. I'm fucking. You just did it first, but I'm there. I'm fucking there. Someone wants to do it to me. I'm fucking there." So about
1: this NBA in season tournament, we we really got oh, if people sit, if
0: they rest for this in season tournament, I'm there. My shopping basket. Oh fuck! (sighs) Well,
1: have we covered? Have we solved all the world's problems? Have we covered all the sports topics? I think we
0: solved the problem of we need a new episode called the "Get Off My Lawn" podcast. The "Get Off My
1: Lawn" episodes. Well, it'll just be like a running series. Uh, No, it'll be like the fucking Family Guy thing. You know what really grinds my my gears? gears.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We'll get Sam on because we know he would. Oh my god! Oh my god!
1: No, you know what we need to do? We need to get Sam on for an episode of what grinds my gears. And literally just go, Sam, would you like to explain to the audience your thoughts about the American taxation system? And then just push the mics back and just take your feet (laughs) up. Just mute the mics. Just mute our mics and just let him go.
0: He's like, how long have we been going? I'm like, dude, we've gone through eight cases of (laughs) beer. There's like nine. I've replaced the batteries three times already. Just keep going, man. We'll have a new president here soon. Oh.
1: well, you have anything else we want to cover about the in season tournament or sports? No. Sports shit,
0: dude. This is just too much fun, though. <laughs>
1: this was fun, uh, dude. I feel like it's been a minute since we sat down, but it's really only been like
0: two weeks.
1: Has it been two weeks?
0: Yeah, because not last weekend, but the weekend before was when I went to this the Western game.
1: Okay, and, so our last two one weeks was,
0: from today, actually, because we did the Killers of the Flower Killers Moon. of the Fire Moon,
1: right? Was our last yeah. one? Okay. Yeah, it seems like it's it's
0: been. It's been but too it's long. also like the middle of November, like Thanksgiving's tomorrow, so <laughs> like Christmas is yeah. just literally on Friday.
1: Yeah, and then it's the end of the year, and then and then all of a sudden, July you know, twenty-four, we're like,
0: "What the fuck's going on?" Yep. And then we're like, it's an election year, and I'm like, "Oh, great."
1: So in other news, it's dark at four p.m. every day,
0: <sighs> dude. The dark, depressing days have begun.
1: So we gotta we gotta come up with some topics for the podcast because we do have, I mean. NFL season. We about should do one over. called
0: "What Grinds Your Gears." We should legit do one. Now that I'm thinking about it, <laughs> we could go on some epic rants. That's got to be like a Saturday. Oh, we should get some beers or yeah, get that, some drinks in us, bro. Oh my god, that would be a fucking doozy of an episode. Oh yeah,
1: oh yeah. And just everyone per, comes prepared with a list of things <laughs> that grind their gears, and we get a little tipsy.
0: Oh, oh we get real tipsy and just go for it. <laughs>
1: But yeah, we got to we got to come up with some uh some topics for the next few episodes cuz I feel like it's been too long since we sat down for even 2 weeks it feels like a fucking month and a half. Maybe it's just cuz I've been really busy, I don't know, but this is fun. I like doing this.
0: Dude, the yeah. Yeah, we'll come up I think we do a what grinder gears. I think that would be a legit like fucking episode. We, would we have so I mean, much fun it, doing that. It's not all
1: dried up. I mean, we still do have we're halfway through the NFL regular season. College football is getting down to the nitty gritty. Three weeks left of the regular season, so this college football is getting pretty exciting here. Um, NBA's NBA's started. We got this eight games into the season. This new in season tournament. So we'll see how that goes. I guess we can kind of periodically check in and see if anyone cares about the in season tournament or not, because that's that's the big question right now. Um, We'll
0: probably know when the tournament actually happens. Like the game one will be like, how is this? How do the players like this? Right.
1: Right. Um, I was thinking about upcoming movies for the movie club to go see, and I don't. There's not a ton. You know what? I, what I think everyone's probably going to be interested in is Napoleon. Oh Napoleon's my god, coming dude, out. Here I keep seeing in a couple all of weeks. the fucking. Oh very my god! I'm
0: so ready for that movie. Yeah, I am. Because like,
1: you know what? You know what bummed me out is um, Dune two got pushed to next year, and that was like the big fall movie for me, where I was like very excited about. So I was like, well, fuck. Well, what's left on? on the fall schedule now at this point and like The Marvels comes out this weekend. I honestly don't. This might be the first Marvel movie in a long time that I haven't seen in theaters. It just doesn't look that interesting. The but Napoleon, Napoleon looks oh, yeah. sick. Um there was a couple others coming out later this year. I'm trying to decide if I want to see Ferrari or not. That looks That, that comes good. out on Christmas. That looks that's probably going to be pretty good. Um there's a couple other ones, I think, that are still on the slate. But, like, Killers of the Flower Moon was, like, the last really big one that I was like, I have to go see this I think
0: movie. Napoleon is the last one for me that I'm, like, off the top of my head I can think of. I'm but, to- and I'm, like, overly excited for that. Dude. I'm, like, Ridley Scott, overly excited for that.
1: Ridley Scott, who is known for so making epic fucking historical war drama movies. Joaquin Phoenix, oh. a recent... Best acting Oscar winner who is fucking excellent in everything. He's playing
0: a crazed Frenchman.
1: Oh, come on, dude. In a war? Inject it straight into um, let me Let me pull it up. I feel like we're missing a couple. We can wrap this up, too. I'm just kind of rambling at this point. There's one of those that I was fucking that I'm spacing on. Oh, there is the... I'm probably going to go see the Hunger Games prequel movie that's coming out. Oh yeah, that kind of interesting. I read the book and it's pretty cool. If you like Hunger Game stuff, I feel like I feel like that one's gonna be pretty fun. I'm gonna go see that. Um, but yeah, Napoleon no- November 22nd. So it's dude, coming that's out?
0: coming out in two weeks from today. Yeah, oh. I'm hyped.
1: That's a movie club movie, dude. We're going to see that.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm in.
1: Um. What else? What else? What else? You know what's coming out that looks really fucking weird that I have no interest in watching is Wonka with Dude, uh, why Timothy do they Chalamet keep coming out that looks more so movies. strange and I am that's another thing too I've never been like the biggest Charlie and the Chocolate Factory person like it's fine but I've never the first one
0: is the the best yeah and then the Johnny Depp one is kind of like this is fucking weird the the Johnny Depp one that one and the uh,
1: didn't he make two Alice in Wonderland movies or something they made
0: the Cat in the Hat wasn't it or no they it was the Alice in Wonderland and then um I know what you're talking he, about. He did a couple movies there in the Hat, but.
1: where I was like, I feel like I need to be on magic mushrooms to enjoy this movie. Like that, it feels like it was literally made for people who are tripping balls to go watch. I was like, I don't know. This is just when you watch it sober, you're just like, this is just weird as fuck. I don't understand why anyone likes this. Oh, the new Aquaman movie comes out December 22nd, but I'm probably not going to watch that. The DC universe is just like in fucking shambles. I really don't know why they kind of keep clinging to trying to make people care about it, but it's like you know, guys, it's all over. All the stars
0: have left. Alice through the Looking Glass.
1: Okay, so it was like an Alice in Wonderland sequel or something. I don't really, I didn't ever, I never saw it. But it's just like Johnny Depp being weird as fuck. Like he loves doing those movies. Where he's just overly yeah. weird.
0: A- Alice in Wonderland, and then Alice look through looking through the looking glass. Or whatever yeah. the fuck I just yeah. said. Alice through the looking glass. Yeah.
1: Who directed those movies? Is that um, <coughs> fucking. Mark Stone. Oh, I'm spacing on the guy's name. Mm-hmm.
0: Tim, Tim Burton.
1: Burton. That's right. Sounds about right. Tim Burton's makes a lot of weird fucking movies too. Him and Johnny Depp love collaborating and making weird ass
0: shit. Good. Johnny Depp's best fucking character though is Jack Sparrow. So Hands great, down. Such so a great, great fucking character, dude. Did you know he got a fucking Oscar nomination for that movie?
1: It's a it's a giant, um, block summer blockbuster movie about pirates that's based on a fucking ride at an amusement park, and he got an Oscar nomination
0: because he's that's <sighs> wild. He also made. Millions of oh, dollars
1: dude, all the money
0: the most money this is all of it they're like what's your budget for this movie they're like we have 400 million and, and 375 <laughs> right it's going to johnny depp yeah <laughs> and the rest of it though yeah. is going to like kira knightley and orlando bloom and they're like how did you get this cast with and they're like by the way we just made like 1.9 billion on opening weekend so like, what the
1: fuck yeah, they're like, we have one million dollars of the budget left over after paying Johnny Depp to build all of the ships and then fight Aquaman <laughs> Do the whole costume department.
0: <laughs> we, we hired Aquaman. All the special effects. Even though we own Marvel, we hired Aquaman <laughs> to fight him, and then we had Thor show up at one point. <laughs> and like, what? And like, yeah, fucking Jack Sparrow that was drunk the whole time.
1: Dude, that's kind of how um Downey Jr. was, though, it at the like peak MCU. Oh, That's another thing, although you haven't seen a lot of the recent MCU content, but, dude, there's a lot going on with the MCU right now, and they're also kind of in shambles. And not so much as the – like, the DCU is, like, totally – the house burned down. Everyone's just over MCU. The the, the embers are burning. It's all fucked. Yeah. The MCU is, like – they're still rolling, but, like, there are some chinks in the armor that seem to be growing bigger now. That would be an interesting podcast discussion but I feel like you haven't seen a lot of the newest stuff so I don't know if you'd be able to I can still talk about MCU it, stuff
0: but. and my opinion on it.
1: All right, well if you want to do an MCU one, I know Caleb loves the MCU. So if we want to get him on again and talk about the, well, have to do a Harry of the MCU because the, there's a lot going on right now like there was this article recently that came out with all this like behind the scenes stuff that got it's getting reported about the MCU of recently and I don't know, there's just a lot of stuff to cover that their reign of dominance at the box office seems to be ending unless they make some drastic changes here soon.
0: But, you know, maybe it's time. I, I mean, they fucking... guess we'll find out.
1: They dominated the box office for a decade plus, so... Well,
0: I've heard a rumor, and we can wait till this that episode, but I heard a rumor that Iron Man is coming back. Well, that's... With, yeah, that, I was going
1: to say that's part of the stuff that I wanted yeah. to talk about. Yeah, there's, okay, there's we'll, a lot. We'll save that for that episode, okay. then. Yeah, let's text Caleb, see if he wants to come on, because the, the MCU, I think, when we had the discussion... Um, I forget which episode we were doing. We all we each decided like your favorite property is Harry Potter. Mine's Star Wars and his if he had to decide. I think it was, it was our movie MCU. bracket. Maybe maybe it was that. The, it was, the franchise. Maybe it was the fran yeah. The movie franchise. But was he on, on the franchise one? I can't remember what we were talking about, but I was like, if you could pick one of your like a movie franchise that is your favorite, that like any new content of that you get excited about he was like MCU is my shit, so I think we should have him on and we'll do like an MCU talk and and talk about the state of the union because there, oh, the there's state a lot. Of the union. We want we should do a, a state lot of the going union address. on. Address. We can do a Marvel State of the Union, but I don't know if wow, I'm qualified to do a, the State uh, of the let's Union on anything. Of the oh.
0: We're fucked <laughs> and it's over. <laughs>
1: All right, let's wrap this shit up. We fucking deviated way far away from this. Uh, but anyways,
0: tournament. that is how the in br- or the NBA in-season tournament is going to be. Um, if you have any questions, we'll be back with a uh, Get Off My Lawn podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> which <laughs> where we'll answer
1: all Tune of this. Tune into our spinoff <laughs> podcast feed, Get Off My Lawn. I'll
0: let you know if the guy's in front of my coffee creamer the next time I go to the store. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll close we gotta get a follow-up on that story. <laughs> <laughs> but no, thanks everyone for tuning in. Um, like I said, we'll try and get some more episodes pumped out. Um Quicker than than two weeks. Um, yeah, two
1: weeks just seems like too long, man.
0: But, yeah. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back uh, with another episode here soon.
1: Till next time, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening.